0: Welcome everyone to Take It Home podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about AEW Rampage from Friday, October 28th. And I, the reason why I'm talking about this episode is because I just cannot believe what I watched on this episode. And it just drove me nuts. I was just so upset, so angry. This is why I don't watch this damn show. This is why... I, 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 It's on my DVR. I see it on my DVR. And I usually end up deleting it. I never watch it. Same thing I kind of do with Raw. Like, Raw is the same way. I rarely ever watch Raw. And it's mostly just tapes and it gets deleted. And I do the same thing with Rampage because it's just... just, It's just a, not a, a non-important show. And, um, you know, someone... I don't want to put this guy out there. But he made a good point. Instead of calling AEW Rampage. They just call it AEW B Show. Because that's what it is. Nothing important happens on it. Right? And, and the book is. Booking's nonsense. I can't believe this was live. This was actually a live show. It wasn't taped after Dynamite. This is what these people paid a ticket to see. They saw. This. Horrible card. Now. And what made it really bad, and what I want to focus on, is the main event. When was, the match was announced on Dynamite of Wardlow defending the TNT Championship against Matt Taven, I was like, uh-oh. They're not going to beat Matt Taven in his first match in the company, are they? This this definitely has to be a disqualification. I think I, we, we even talked about it on the Fight Game podcast. Gary also said, and he's like, well, John, they don't do qualifications. You know what they don't do? I'm like, well, they're going to have to do it here because why would you sign these guys, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Maria, and beat them on their first night in? No one would do that. Well, it happened here. It was the complete burial of the kingdom. I was just, just, in, I had I had no words. And then I got angry. Then my blood started boiling. Not only did Matt Taven lose his debut match in AEW, he got beat with four power bombs by Warlow. And I know that's Warlow's thing, the power bomb sympathy, uh, sympathy, sympathy, excuse me. Can you make a guy just mean nothing? What are your plans with these guys? What? Did, why did Tony Khan say, "Oh, this is okay to do"? I just signed these guys, and now I'm going to beat one of them convincingly right in the middle of the ring. What's the? What's the? What's the justification? Is it because you see the kingdom? Matt Taven and Mike Bennett as a strictly a tag team, and you're thinking, well, he's this tag team guy so he can get beat. That's bullshit. That's what people with no experience booking do. Oh, we could beat him. He's a tag guy in a singles match. It's fine. No, no. You make the tag team look weak as well. And it just got worse from there. Like, and, and and I don't understand why would you why first of all I don't even get why would you want to do this again You just signed them right You just signed them You just announced You signed them, and the first thing they do, first thing you do, you actually see them do physically in the ring You're beating one of them with four power bombs in the middle. Matt Taven has really great potential to be a star, right? He was a a, you know a top guy in Ring of Honor. Honestly, it took me a a long time to kind of get behind Matt Taven uh, in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I just at first I didn't connect with him, and then this last about the last year and a half, maybe two years of Ring of Honor, (coughs) I really started taking notice of Matt Taven, and this last actually. With the last six months of Ring of Honor, the feud between Matt Taven and Vincent was really good. Matt Taven was fantastic in his promos. He's a really good talker. He's a really good promo. And him and uh, Vincent had a really good, violent cage match. Uh, to, to, and I thought it was one of the better match. Gimmicks like that in a very long time, where he he felt like these two guys had had an issue. They want to, they want to just, just, just try to harm each other in a very violent way. Matt Taven, he has a look, he has size, he can work, he can talk. Why would you put do this to this guy? Why, why? Because he's a tag guy. Because he planned to put him in Ring of Honor when that relaunches again, whenever it relaunches, you know I'm sure we're going to find something. That's going to be announced by the end of this year, probably at Final Battle in December. He, maybe he's going to be going the Kingdoms. All going to be going over there, which I'm not a fan of either. Because even the longtime Ring of Honor fans have they've seen the Kingdom in ROH, right? So if you put him back in ROH. Eh, doesn't mean anything. It's just continue on that, but bring them over to AW, freshen up AW's ranks. AW needs some top heels. Matt Taven could be a top heel. The Kingdom itself could be a top unit. You know, Mike Bennett's a good wrestler. You know, I, I think where he, I mean, I, 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 before I thought he was a standout of the Kingdom between these two, but Matt Taven quickly kind of surpassed him because he had more of the personality better talker uh you know Bennett's a good a good you know talent in the ring nothing I, I I always I always enjoy his work Maria you know she just adds to that package and makes it more of a main event package right they look great together those guys look great she looks great she can talk she just doesn't play like you know just some just she's not there for just sex appeal right she's she has credibility because she knows how to carry herself she you could tell like she gets it and she's a smart woman and you know she could be she doesn't have to wrestle right but she could be a top manager she could they could be a top act they could be a top tag team championship team in AEW um Taven could be a top singles guy in my opinion um, I was just listening to the boom today with uh uh, Peppermint fatty, James 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 B McDaniel and Kevin Kevin Ely, and you know they were you know they're talking about Matt Taven. They're saying like Dalton Castle's more of you know is a lot better than Matt Taven. Oh man, I like I like Dalton Castle, but I feel like his act is been the same forever. I just. The same shtick, the boys, all that. You know, it's just I haven't seen any really change with it, any any growth with it. And he's been doing it for a very long time. Matt Taven, I've seen as a heel, I've seen as a baby face, and he could do both really well. So i I think Matt Taven's more valuable. He's healthier. Of course, you know, Castle has you know a history of back back issues. But Taven's man, he's a he's a guy that I would really invest in if I was AEW. If I was Tony Khan, i I remember hearing stuff that Taven was talking to WWF or WWE, excuse me, and I kind of think he'd be a better fit in WWE. Really, I think they would do a lot better with him than AEW. Obviously, after what I saw tonight uh, on excuse me on this past Friday, like I said, Luce's first match in. Power four times by Wardlow. I think Warlow even put his fucking foot on Matt Taven's chest. Just to kind of, you know, just put the nail in the coffin there. And then after the match, here comes Mike Bennett. He tacks Wardlow's injured knee that Taven was working on in the match. But guess what happens? Samoa Joe comes out. He beats up Matt Bennett. Wardlow gets revenge on Taven. And they're just chucked like sacks of shit. Like, just... <laughs> can you just put them in... Get the shovel out at this point in time and just 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 go outside the arena and just bury them? Because that's what you did. And I... I, I uh, God, I think it was Kevin Ely on the boom said something about maybe the kingdom will be now uh, reunited with Adam Cole. And since the Undisputed Era stuff's all done with Bobby Fish being... You know, let go and O'Reilly out with a neck injury for a very long time. That and, and there's rumors that Cole may be soon returning, that this will be his new group or going back to his old group, RH group, the Kingdom. Well, if you're planning on doing that, why beat the guy like this here? Why beat Matt Taven right here? <sighs> Fucking stupid. I'm sorry but just 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 it just doesn't just it's it goes against everything that I was taught by my you know when I was studying booking and, and watching the 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 top bookers like who who brings in a new guy and beats him on the first night like I know it's happened but I, when the a guy that has strong potential to be a main event guy. Why would you do that? Why? And then, as after Wardlow and Samoa Joe just 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 throw out Kingdom like sacks shit, out comes Powerhouse Hobbs. Out comes Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony, and they all lay out Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Again, further making us forget all about the kingdom for the just prove the point that they're nothing. They're not gonna be nobody. We're gonna, you know, I don't mind Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, doing something with him because he's a talent. Uh, he should be a future major player, but I just don't trust Tony Khan's book to get him there. Even though he he really loves Powerhouse Hobbs and that's one of his his projects when you know he signed. Will, but this also doesn't make sense. Just a little sidebar here. We talk about something that makes sense. Now you're having now powerhouse Hobbs go after Wardlow's TNT Championship. Okay, just a month prior, we saw Powers Hobbs sh- basically dominate Ricky Starks. Or few few months prior, sorry, at the last pay per view in like six minutes or something like that get dominant winning, like, damn, right? But then, he has this lights out match with Ricky Starks, and he loses that match to, to Ricky Starks. So now he's, that's the last time we saw him, and now he's back attacking Wardlow. I mean, wouldn't you want Powerhouse Hobbs to kind of win that feud, or, or at least, you know, at least beat, Starks at the pay per view. Is Starks is once again injured? His maybe his neck gets ha- injured and he's out of wrestling, or maybe out of wrestling for good? And then Powerhouse Hobbs goes on to be the next challenger t- to uh, Warlow. That makes sense, but he just lost this match to Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks apparently disappeared again. Who knows what's going on with him? And and now we're like going to take Powerhouse House Hobbs serious against Warlow? No. And then you have Brian Cage and The Gates of Agony come out, and I don't mind uh, Toa Loa and Khan. I don't even know what his new name is going by, and um, The Gates of Agony. But like you know, they're good prospects. It just they're just being exposed on AEW, and they shouldn't be. They should be focused on when Ring of Honor eventually starts. You know, they that was. Tony Khan, it's like, okay, we're not going to have you on AEW television. I want you guys for Ring of Honor, but in the meantime, go work indies that we trust. Go work, uh, you know, people that we trust and help you guys along and get your guys' timing together as a team because they're not a regular tag team. And, you know, go work on, on, on indies, you know, against, again, opponents that they trust opponents that they know guys you know credible promotions like defy or 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 um um you know all For wrestling or you know just just people that will understand how to book you book you with save people book you people who will just you know get them better where you want them to be when you eventually do launch r o h instead of having them get beat on television already, so we re- wa- launch r o h <laughs> people are okay. well, why should I really get into ROH when it's just a bunch of guys who've lost? <laughs> I've seen them just get beat up and, on AEW. Like, could you make that show mean less and less? The only people that are kind of kind of over still is the Briscoes because you've barely seen them. But then again, they've only lost twice to FDR already, right? It's just, just insanity. So I was just... I couldn't believe this. Again, Matt Taven, f- potential main event player. I, I strongly believe that. I see that in him. I've seen him cut those really good promos in Ring of Honor, via, both as a heel and a bay face. Honestly, a lot better as bay face, really. But I like the idea of starting him out as a heel and turning him bay face, just like they did in Ring of Honor. I think that that's a great formula for him. And again, Mike Bennett's. Great there for keeping intact. They're in going to do tag teams first, then eventually break off. Matt Taven, you have Maria there, just kind of adds to that main event package, that potential main event package, because you know she's, a, I think she's fantastic in her role, and I just, you know, I just, I was happy that the Kingdom, that Tony Khan signed it because I would sign the Kingdom, I would sign Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Maria. I would love to have them. In AEW, if I was running AEW, because I think they're they're talented people, and to see what happened on the first night in the first match, and the afterbirth, what happened after that, and just being just just destroyed, and I just I came unglued. I was so upset, still upset today. That's why I am like, you know, I had another idea for the show, but I was like, I have to talk about this. I have to get this out because. Every time I just think about it, it just drives me insane. Because why would you do this? So, so I just I don't think I don't think there's no way to to kind of get get them back. To I don't know I don't I don't see it. I mean, granted, no one really watched this show. It was you know, of course, they were against the World Series, and you know, of course, you know, even SmackDown was on a different network, and they were affected by that as well. But, but rampage for sure was really just. I think there were like three hundred fifty some thousand, you know, overall viewers for this. So very very low. The hardcore, the hardcores were watching this live. Um, so, so I don't know. I don't see. Maybe I'm wrong. I know they're talented people, and maybe they can get get past this. But once you get that first impression, is a big deal. You know, it's a big deal. First impressions is everything in wrestling. I was taught to that from day one from Ronald Alexander. I always preached that. Hey, first impressions. First impressions is the first thing they see. First time they see you, that's what they're going to remember you at. So you want to be in your best shape. You want to put your best foot forward. Same thing with the, with the fan as you're watching. You know, when someone debuts and they get beat right away, and you know they're not important so they're not gonna they're, those fans are not gonna take you serious they're not gonna care for you know care about you or don't believe and when they finally do push you that you're gonna be a star because they're like oh we already know this guy's a loser we've seen a loser already so it's just that was the main event of the show but this whole show i thought was just riddled with just i'm not gonna talk about the girls match I'm not gonna talk about keith lee the match itself. I mean, that was match itself was fine. He, he he wrestled Serpentor to beat him in seconds, which he should, because it's embarrassing that, you know, Serpentor is even in that ring on this tele, on this show. I mean, he's fine as a mass job guy that gets beat in seconds like this, but, you know, having competitive matches, anyone just doesn't look right on national television. Uh, but what followed that was when Tony Giovanni was interviewing Keith Lee, and the, out came the acclaimed, and, there's no rap for Max Caster. to crowd booed that, and then all of a sudden on the video screen, I guess because it's close to Halloween, they're trying to do some kind of spooky segment. There's Swerve who has kidnapped uh, uh, Billy Gunn, and he, uh, you know, he's threatening him, and he's, you know, the only reason why they claim one is because of you. Well, I'm gonna make it to where you're not gonna be there for a rematch. And he pulls out some pliers and shows the camera the pliers. And it seems to, they didn't show it, but it seemed that he broke a finger, broke a thumb, broke all his hands. Who knows? Broke his hand. Who knows what he did? But (laughs) (laughs) he just broke fingers, really, right? Because, you know, the whole scissor thing, he's trying to stop that. But does that, you didn't break a leg? He didn't break a back. He didn't break a neck. So, Billy Gunn can still be at ringside. It can still interfere. One-handed Billy Gunn is still better than, you know, you know, than at at ringside is better than being not at ringside, right? So, I can't imagine this is going to put him out. And I, I don't even think it was done to take him out of the title match, take him you know take him out from ringside of the title match. I think it was just done to, to for the gag of he couldn't do the the scissor me daddy stuff because his hands broke. Or I just so it's just a joke. It's just a joke. We've done the jokes already with these guys, right? We've done the jokes with the teams right now. The third match should be the a really serious match. It's the rubber match. It's the finale, right? This is, you know, the, the heels have right? because yes, the Bay face is, did, did cheat the win. So you could have had a creative way to get Billy Gunn out of there, you know, and then doing this, this is a horrible segment. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying it reminded me that they didn't like about WWE. And it reminded me of that too, as well. Like I, I don't understand why they they thought this was a good idea. Uh, and it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add anything to their championship match. It's just going to be used for the next week. It's going to be a big joke. And, you know, I thought Dynamite this past week was a good Dynamite. I'm From what they've shown so far, what the card's going to be, I'm a little worried about this Dynamite coming up. And I'm hoping for the best. Definitely hope for the best. But I just feel like, ugh, it's, it's not going to. I guess I got some bad feelings about this dynamite coming up, but again, my I'll stay positive, and I hope they. I hope they. It's a lot better than I'm expecting. So, I just. But again, a pointless segment. S- Swerve has great potential as a heel, and he does not be in this mix. And Keith Lee. What? Keith Lee's not with this. He acts like, oh, why is he doing this? Like, so why are you guys still freaking teaming? Do something finally with this thing. Get rid of these guys. Get. I hope they split them up as a team. Swerve on his own could be a, a top of the line heel. I, I, I think I'm, am confident he could be up there. And they need heels. They need heels. Keith Lee hasn't shown much in AEW. Honestly, he had that one. Great debut. Um and you got you saw those, those you saw like oh wow, this is the same guy I remember in in WWE. But since then he hasn't really captured you know, I think what it was is just Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and NXT just knew how to book Keith Lee. Of course, they're more you know obviously Keith Lee was in better shape than him. I know he had a serious bout with covid it's very scary bout with covid and i get that and i sympathize with that but at the same time he's wrestling every week he's on television every week he can get himself back in shape right the covid thing i think he's you know i'm sure I, I, um, i'm sure if he's able to wrestle and you know, still do these long tag team matches. I know he's he gets in there and, and spurts, but if he's able to get in there and move around, he can go out there in the gym. He can lose weight. He can diet. Right. Um I, I just wanna see him, you know, be the monster that he should be. And I think a lot of his, his weight issues kinda affecting his work. <laughs> and and I so may well so if that happens, they split this team up and I hope that and once they do, they're probably gonna have this this feud, but what honestly, I think Swerve should come out on top of this feud. He has to. He has to come out on top of this feud. And Keith Lee, at the end of this little feud with Swerve, if that's what they're going with this, I think you take him off television for a good four to six months and say, hey, lose the weight. We're going to take off television and freshen you up, but in the meantime, lose the weight and, you know, we're gonna bring you back, and we're gonna reach that potential with that we think you have. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. I just this night, I just after I, I started recording this show, after I recorded the Raw ninety eight show, with Gary Gonzalez, and we just we just we just reviewed this crazy November second episode of Raw from nineteen ninety eight. This man is like on the whole episode. He's in a wheelchair. He's on fire. It's like Vince's revenge episode. It's nuts. Boss man's beating a stooges in the cage. It is wild, right? Classic Vince stuff here. The debut of the Hardcore Championship. All this, and and so this, and it's just. Yeah, as a recording it, we're recording this, just brought it just brings back so much uh so much memory of this of this time frame and it, and and also it just pro opportunity to talk about Raw 98 and also put an opportunity to talk about the fight game media plus Patreon. You knew it was coming, you knew how to plug the Patreon, five dollars a month, one less coffee a month, gives a shot, a lot of great content, like I always talk about. I always talk about Brace for Impact Podcast. With uh, Mike Gilbert and J.D. Oliva. They talk everything Impact Wrestling. You know, there's the, the Brace for Impact podcast on the free feed where they review the television show, the Impact Wrestling show. But the Patreon, that's where the that's where the juicy stuff's at. All the backstage, uh, all the comings and goings in Impact Wrestling. Uh, it's really good, really good show. Uh, the Dynamite show, Jeff Hawkins and Paul Fontaine um, coming over to the Dynamite show. Uh, five-star Joe show with Scott covering Joshi wrestling. Like there's a lot, a lot of great Joshi podcasts out there. We have the best one and it's on, on our Patreon. Check that out. And we have, you know, write that down. We have special segments of those shows. We have, of course, the 90 raw 98 podcast, <clears throat> just tons of content. Of course, we got special, the Cobra Kai show, Uh, special stuff beyond just wrestling. So a lot of great content on the Patreon. Give it a shot. $5 a month. Um, You're going to love it and you're going to stick with it because, we, we, you know, Fight Game Media, we put out some great... We have some great, great content. And, of course, on this free feed, check out The Boom. They talk... Everything AEW, I love that show. It's one of my favorite listens of the week. Even though I don't agree with everything they say, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're, they 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 didn't see highly in Matt Taven like I do, but that's okay. I, I love hearing their their opinion on stuff. It's a fun show. The rap with The Cash and Saltus Scott. I'm talking all things WWE. Another another must listen for myself as well. Um, yeah, thank you for some freaking uh, Media and and for just listening to our free feed. And also, you know, if you want to check out the fight game media plus Patreon $5 a month. Give it a shot. I think you're really going to dig it. I want to touch on a couple other things on this episode real quick here before I, before I uh, close it out. Kind of a shorter show this week. Cause I'm just going to focus on rampage, but of course it's, it's only been a few, a few months. So we have to have another tournament right now. I get it. This is kind of a traditional yearly tournament, AEW. The title eliminator tournament that happens around this time. Um, last few years, I think, I believe, the winner of the tournament ended up challenging for the title at, at full gear pay-per-view. But since it's going to be John Moxley defending the AEW title against MGF at the pay-per-view, the main event, the winner of this title eliminator tournament is going to get a title shot at Winter is Coming on, I believe, December 14th. And I just, just got to chuckle what i saw another tournament another tournament right but I, I was like okay i get it this is their yearly tournament though you know we saw like own heart tournament and we saw the champions tournament and we saw six man title tournament and all this other stuff on the sh- tournaments in the year like tournaments tournament tournaments right in AEW. and the first guy they announced for this tournament Dante Martin. When was the last time we seen Dante Martin on our television set? Winning matches. I think he was maybe in that battle royal they had for like the number one contendership. He was just, you know, guy on the, in the battle royal of a sea of other guys, right? Lost in there. I think he was at the pay per view to that casino ladder match, you know, because he's, he's a guy that can jump off stuff. So he's in that spot. Well, now he's done nothing. He's been on Dark or Elevation, which you know majority of people don't watch. You know, you have this tournament. You want this people to get hyped by this tournament. Why would you announce a guy at the level of Dante Martin? Why don't you give someone that's you know going to get some attention, people excited about this tournament? You know, when when King of the Ring pay-per-view 1993 was announced, they announced the first participant was Mr. Hughes. <laughs> they said the first participant was Bret Hart. It's just ridiculous. And Dante Martin was what? A project early this year. And he's just kind of lo- lost lost again as, as Tony has moved on to the other uh, projects. So I don't know. I'm sure he's in wrestling and some other guy to do some flying. Maybe Darby Allin or something like that. We'll see. But I don't, I don't know who's going to win this. I assume NGF's win the title at the pay-per-view. So it's probably going to be a babyface. Um, there's a lot of Bay faces in AEW. Um, Kevin Ely mentioned, uh, 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 Darby Allen, which I thought that was a great pick. Um, he mentioned that in the boom this, on this week. And I, I like, I like that idea cause it, you know, plays off of that classic match they had at the, I think a year ago now, right? Uh, yeah, it was a year ago at the last full gear pay for They had an opener that was a really great match. And I can see that being the main event of winners coming. so and then you have sting, the, the snow and all that stuff. so that that could kind of play into it. So yeah, I think Darby Allen would be a uh, a strong pick to win a tournament if ngF is a champion. And that's the case. I'm happy about that because I think Darby Allen's a ta- talented guy and I think he's kind of been he's kind of lost a lot of momentum in, in 2022. so it'd be cool to see him get that momentum back. With the uh, with the uh, not only this tournament win but also you know he should he shouldn't beat NGF for the title if that's the match at winner is coming but you know I think even in losing they're gonna have a really great match and uh, Darby won't really he'll lose the match but I don't think he'll lose anything I think he'll just get more over because I think they're I think they'll have a sensational match if if they can just even even just come a little bit close to their their match at full that full gear of the year. But I think they'll try to exceed that. And I think those guys are really two talented guys and they can. And that could be a really good match. So I'm so I'm with you, Kevin Ely. I'm I'm rooting for Darby Allen versus MGF at winners coming. And and uh, when I just heard from the boom this week that Kevin is gonna be at that show. So that to be an awesome match for him to see live. And uh and uh worth definitely worth the ticket the price that you pay for that ticket. Now, a match that wasn't worth the price to pay for, that these people pay for the ticket was John Moxley versus Matt Menard, a title eliminator match. So if Matt Menard wins; he gets a child shot at John Moxley, It's AEW World Title. Yeah, the title eliminator matches have now jumped the shark. And, know, I like that Menard. I'm a, I I like two I love. I really liked them when they're ever rising WWE, and. And I understand, like, hey, Rampage is going against the World Series. You want to try to throw, you know, this just happened, like, what on? I think just, this was just announced online, like a, a day before this show, or maybe, maybe, maybe two days. But I understand you want some star power, so you want John Moxley on there to go against the World Series stuff to kind of help some, some build some interest because this 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 show wasn't much. You know, Matt Taven wasn't established yet. And, you know, Wardlow's been cold, even though he's a teenage champion. You know, he's been cold since after the MJF feud. Actually, ever since they they quickly put him with the March Sterling feud, that really cooled him down. So it was a lot of interest in the show. So throwing John Mox on there, I can see them thinking, like, okay, we got to get you. He's a top guy. We need him on the show. But versus Matt Menard, who, again, I like, but, you know, they've just been. You know, there's just the Stooges for the uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society. And he's, and he's a tag guy that, honestly, hasn't really been featured on television as a tag in a long time. Like, I'd rather see Matt Menard and, and um, Cool Hand and Luke or whatever be in tag team matches and win tag team matches. Establish them. Again, you have the acclaimed as a, a strong Bay Phase champion team. They need challengers. So why don't you build, start building up 2.0, the kingdom to be challengers for you know, the acclaimed, for tag team titles. But no one believed that Matt Menard had a chance in this match, and, and, and but in this match, it's sad in today's standard. It's probably considered fine, but in my standard, it wasn't good at all. Um, I actually watched this. Match through, even through the picture in pictures, because I was, I forgot to just fast forward and I ended up just watching. I think I saw something happen, a commercial, and I started watching that. I kind of caught my interest. And I said, Oh, I was kind of, you know, this probably won't be a long commercial break. I'll just watch the picture in picture. And in this match, during the cutoff, Matt Menard picks up, they're on the outside, of course, right? It's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moxie match. You got to go out on the outside. He picks up, uh, Matt Menard picks up John Moxie in, in a in a belly back position, and he rams Moxie crotch first in the ring post, not once but twice. <sighs> he rammed the guy's crotch in the ring post twice, and it meant nothing. Right within a few minutes, Moxley's fine. No, no. No issues with being ran in the ring. Post Tesco first twice. He's fine. So why do it? You can't do a simpler cut off. You know, I know Coohan got involved, and he should got. I don't know. He should got more. Need to be involved more because they need to be just slimy heels here and just you know cheat often. The only way they could beat Moxley. But it needed to be so much where the referees just lose control, like of it. Like there just should have been Cool hand out there there Probably should have been someone else to kinda help make Jake Hair could have been out there to kind of help uh distract the referee during that. But it was just I'm like, ugh, when I saw that, it's just like, why would you do that? Why are you just killing that, right? The ball shot should be a big deal. And should should lead to a finish. should lead to an, you know, an injury angle. I mean, doing it twice and he's fine, you're just killing it. It's like no one cares anymore. No one gives a shit. It just drives me insane. <coughs> if I'm Moxley, I'm like, no, we're not doing that because, you know, why? There's no need for it. It's not going to play at the finish. You know, if we could come up with something simpler. The agent. Maybe there was an agent. Maybe the agent was John Moxley. I'm sure it was. You know, if there was an agent, they probably should have said, hey, you don't need to rerun this guy's balls twice in the ring post if it's not going to mean anything, right? Is that going to be the one with focus? Are we going to disqualification? Is it going to be carried out? Like, why would you do that? Oh, cut off. Fuck, dude. Cutoff can be so simple. It doesn't have to be as big as that, right? And, or, or Tony Khan. I mean, I don't know how he... How he books, you know, I don't know if he's actually there with a meeting with the guys and the agent and listening in and getting his two cents. But I'm sure he doesn't really know anything about, you know, the inner workings of the ring. So he's probably just kind of stay. I'm, I'm guessing he stays away from it and he won't, he won't hear when he's listening. If he is listening, kind of listening, I don't think he understands like what they should and what they shouldn't do or what he should nicks because he just doesn't get it he doesn't understand like oh that's probably not a good idea to have a guy get his balls around the ring post twice and not, and and not be the focus of the, lead into anything in the match for the finish or anything you know i want to use that as a big injury angle later on like i don't want to waste it here so you know moxley just does you know he just does it so it's just i couldn't get into that to the match after that, and they're lucky that happened. A picture, a picture. A lot of people mostly fast forward it, but like I saw it, and it's bullshit. You don't you don't ram a guy nut first twice in a match. and nothing, and it just means nothing. You just don't waste that, right? And so Moxley wins, of course, and as we all expected, and but he, I thought Menard got way too many, you know, uh, near falls on him. I I could understand one. Close near fall after some cheating and they, and they did one, but they did they did had a big one that was was really good, but they did a couple other ones as well. I think if you just focus on that one, he goes oh my god, he's really going to sneak this one out. No, oh, no, he doesn't. You know, kicks out. You know, Moxley is able to escape. And I was looking at Moxley, and you know, he's their big star, he's their champion, and he just doesn't look physically impressive. He had the the. You can see the, you know, he he's, his head's not shaved, so you can see the receding hairline. He's not tan. He doesn't look, and he, he's in shape, but doesn't look, in, you know, he doesn't look athletic. And um, he just looks like, I guess might be his, his shtick, his gimmick, is that he's just he, he, the everyman tough guy, I guess. But, you know, this is a cosmetic business. And... You know, people that you're trying to you trying to attract new fans. If that's if that truly is the goal, it should be the goal. You want people to be like, well, f- this is wrestling, and then when they see a the champion, like that's the champion. Look at that guy. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people that cruise by WWF when they see Roman Reigns. Like, he looks like something. He does. He looks like a star. What well, he looks like a million bucks. That guy. And you, you put him in, a, in a, next to Moxley. And and. You know, he's just going to overshadow Moxley, right? If you went to just a person that doesn't watch wrestling and said, here are the two champions of this company, of these companies, from the picture of these two champions, which company would you watch? I bet you 99.9% would choose Roman Reigns because he looks like someone, he looks like a star. Moxley looks like the local. The local prize fighter from the neighborhood, right? That's you know fighting, but still works at the deli shop, right? Like on on uh, between trainings, you know. So i I just would like to see Moxie kind of work on his look, man. Like change it up, get you know. Uh, you know, I'm not saying go do steroids or anything like that, but just get get more defined. Get you know maybe tan a little bit to kind of give you some color and. Maybe go bald. just shave, pick that head. Maybe grow the beard out, you know, or something, you know, darker. I don't know. Like do something to make you stand out. I, it just, he just kind of, the, kind of just, just there. And again, like you're going against the world series. <laughs> do you really need Moxie on the show? Do you really need to waste him? Like I know Moxie probably wants to keep active and he just, you know, but at the same time, you got to like, okay, well, we still got to pull... Let's pull back a little bit because we don't want to overexpose a champion. When you're working matches versus Matt Menard of, you know, of that level, you know, that doesn't... I don't think it does anything for for Moxley at all. You know, I say leave him off. I mean, if you want him to, have a, to have a promo, have a promo, you know, have a live promo. You know, you don't have to do pre-tape promo, but to have a live promo... Like, you can have them on television somehow without just wrestling. So, uh, even like this week, they're doing uh, him versus Lee and Moriarty. And I get why they're doing that match because the firm attacked Moxley after Dynamite. But does it have to be a world title match? I mean, Lee, Lee Moriarty hasn't done anything <laughs> on uh, in the last few months. Uh, earn a title shot or anything like that or even take a series of the ch- title challengers so it, it, it could just been a non-title grudge match or uh, Moxley's just you know non-title just seeking revenge over the firm so I just it, Dynamite's gonna be really interesting this week so um, I I just I hope it's a good show but man I think we're getting what Ray Phoenix versus Luchasaurus versus Orange Cassie for that all Atlantic title that means nothing um you know the god it's I mean I don't I think the FTW title might have more credibility than this all Atlantic title and uh, Lee Moriarty versus Moxley I mean this should be a total destruction I I, I, you know I know they're trying to get the firm over but hey if I was I I'd book a total destruction of Lee Moriarty by Moxley he wants revenge so that's another reason why it was stupid to have him wrestle on Rampage this week against Matt Menard, unless he was so upset of what happened on Dynamite, he obliterates Matt Menard as well. And now he's like, oh shit, Lee Moriarty, I'm going to come and kill you, right? So, I don't know. AEW has been... Has, you know, like I said, I liked I like Dynamite last week. I thought it was a decent show. It was easy watch. You know, I enjoyed most of the matches and the segments. But... Honestly, it hasn't really been that good since CM Punk's not then there. I'm really uh, a really little concerned about you know the league coming back as I mentioned last week on the Take it Home Podcast. I really don't think they need those guys, and uh, I think so. <laughs> it was Kevin, e- Kevin e- Lee, but he was like. I can't believe you said the guns are more important than the young bucks and the the gun club and I'm like yeah cuz they're future man they're young guys that they could be big stars the young bucks we've seen those we seen those tricks we've seen their tricks the same thing and the promos suck and they're overacting sucks like the gun clubs are those those are good kids those are future future stars right so anyways I I'm glad you guys joined me for more ranting and raving and uh I just had to get this off my chest. I was like, really upset because I've never seen booking on a national wrestling scale this bad in a very, very long time. It's just, I just couldn't believe it. Like, don't beat Matt Damon on his first match in the company. Don't make the kingdom look look just Just look like they don't even matter. Anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, if you, I'd love to hear your opinion. Hit me up on Twitter, LaroccaJL. Uh, Let me know what you thought. Maybe it might, it, you agree or disagree what I said tonight I, you know, on this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Everyone, be safe this weekend. Enjoy yourself, whatever you guys do. And just be safe. Take care. Bye.